0: today's episode of The Creative Art Podcast, we speak to Tom Court, the man behind The Active Island. Tom wants to promote the Isle of Wight's active lifestyle to help encourage more people to come and visit. Uh, Tom Court, welcome to The Creative art Podcast. Um, thanks for agreeing to come on. Uh, yeah,
1: thanks. thanks for having me.
0: It's quite um, an extraordinary time, not least because I've been able to pin you down. You're usually jet-setting all over the world.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's but definitely uh, the travel schedules come to a little bit of an abrupt pause at the moment, but I'm lucky to be back home
0: on the island. Yeah. So, yeah, sun's out. It could possibly be um, your longest spell at home for a while, perhaps. By the looks of it, yeah. I've had quite
1: a busy travel schedule over the last few years um, with sport and with filming and different different things, and uh, which has been great. But yeah, it's still not a bad place to be so. stuck, stuck back at home with
0: yeah so what's your background Tom am I right in thinking you're a pro kiteboarder for a number of years
1: yeah so my background in professional sport um is very much in in kiteboarding um I've sort of started kite surfing when I was at school um at Carisbrook High School uh, on the Isle of Wight um when I was about 11 years old and from then on um competed in the uk and then moved on to the world world tour circuit and competed on the world tour for for over a decade now um yeah so i've had a quite a long stint of professional kite surfing and uh, then since since then moved into a bit more video production but still also competing and doing events
0: wow so um you've really taken it all the way from school right away up to the highest level uh yeah well not not I
1: never actually I never actually won a world championship but I I did I did I was had some success on the world tour and I think growing up on the Isle of Wight and being having that access to the sea and being so you know surrounded by good sporting environments uh definitely got me into it um from an early age for sure
0: yeah and then so the last few years am I right in thinking you've sort of wound down from the competitive side of things and you're now more into producing content for brands
1: um yeah that's the way that's the way it's been going um the big shift really from competition and 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 the sort of performance side of the sport was was when I got injured um a few years ago I I blew my ACL ligament in my knee twice back to back both in in world competitions so that had a big impact on on being able to compete and sort of moving moving much towards my video production company uh rip slicks um and into into content delivery
0: for brands yeah okay so um you've sort of you you've you've got injured and then you thought right what else can i do that's not going to destroy me again i suppose
1: well yeah it's about you know seeing for me at least it was about seeing opportunity in the sort of in in the negative, I guess of of being injured and and seeing that having more time on my hands and more you know ability to concentrate on other things other than my own performance, um, it was it was a natural shift in a way because I, I started my video production company over fifteen years ago anyway, um, so I've I've been you know always very interested in video and it, it just seemed a natural a natural diversification.
0: Yeah. So do you produce um, a lot of your own videos yourself? As in, you know, we see these edits of you out kiting. Yeah. Um, are those, do you sort of get, get the footage and then edit, edit it all together yourself, or?
1: Yeah, that... mo- mostly. I mean, I've worked, you know, on different video series and video projects over the years for different brands. And some some are produced by other brands and other, other video producers. And but you know, typically my own YouTube channel. Is, uh, is stuff that I produce and that's been very much my background in video. It's been filming and editing and producing the whole, the whole, the whole thing rather than just specialising in editing or specialising in filming. I've, okay. I've had a very big background in, in sort of the whole, the whole process.
0: Cool. And did you go to uni to study anything towards it or is this just all sort of self-taught?
1: Um well I had a yeah I had a place at university but it was to study English literature and at the time a professional sports career although seemed far fetched in my mind seemed more appealing so I I sort of sacked off university I deferred my entry for a few years and uh, by the time um I needed to to make a decision whether to go or not um I was already professional athlete of sorts and and sort of saw the opportunity outside of university so everything that I've then done since has been self-taught and
0: interest-based. Wow that's um that's quite impressive then really.
1: Yeah well I don't know whether impressive I just kind of followed a, a path of of what I was interested in and because you know naturally I was never very academic at school. I was obviously yeah. always more inclined to be going kitesurfing or skateboarding or doing something other than, other than actual lessons. But, yeah, the, the, the process of just following something that I really enjoyed um, leads leads to like being able to
0: do something quite well. Absolutely. It definitely um, makes it easier when you're, um, you're doing something you enjoy. And it, when it's your passion, I think... It just makes that whole, it makes you want to do it, doesn't it? Take it that one step further.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah reasons that you do anything, whether it's for, you know, the lifestyle that enables you to lead or whether it's because you actually really just enjoy the process of doing it. Um, yeah. That's, again, a little bit what video is for me. I really enjoy the video production side of things and filming. And, and that's sort of the way my, my brain works. So, again, I just gravitated towards that. Cool.
0: So you're very much in touch with your creative side then with all your video work.
1: Yeah, well, it's nice to have a creative outlet, um, you know, that, that is sort of worked into your, to your job in a way. And yeah, definitely something that I found that I needed.
0: Yeah, cool. Uh, so which leads us on to the Active Island. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners um, will have heard of the Active Island because I don't think you've been, um, you've, it's been going all that long, has it?
1: Um, no, not really. It's been yeah, the Active Island's an idea that I've had for a long time. Um, but the you know, the the actual business side of it, if you can call it that, it has not been going for very long at all. We've sort of incorporated it um last year, I think, and uh, you yeah, know, the Instagram account's been running for a few years. But it's um yeah, sort of side project for me really that I would love to see um sort of roll out across the island and, and be taken. As a, as a little bit of a direction that the Isle of Wight could go in terms of its own image and its own, you know, reality of the lifestyle that you can live on the yeah. Isle of Wight.
0: So what's the sort of concept behind
1: it? Well, the con- basically the Active Island, is, it's, it's the baseline concept of it is a an image and a marketing campaign and an angle for the Isle of Wight. Because I've, you know, with all the brands that I work for and the traveling that I do, I, I go to destinations and, and market them based on the quality of the sporting environment that they can offer, and I, I'm fully aware of how much industry and investment that that sort of interest can drive in a in a location, in a country, or in a city, or or you know, regardless of the destination. So my my concept would be. That the Isle of Wight, it, the active island, could be something that the Isle of Wight could use as an image driver for the island to attract, you know, people to come down here for sports and and the right sort of lifestyle. That moving forward in time, from especially from here, um, is going to be ever ever more valuable and more important. I think.
0: Yeah. So, I mean. People that live here know it's quite an active island, but I suppose it's the people um, who perhaps haven't been here before, um, who won't realise all the things that you can do in the great outdoors.
1: Yeah, well, exactly that.
0: And, you know, if you
1: take uh, an example of somewhere like Cornwall, Croyd, or somewhere down, you know, in the West Country, and how the West Country is really capitalised or you know you utilize this sort of imagery of surfing and the lifestyle and the, the industry that that can bring to an area to you know you attract people from london on on weekends to come down for for that sort of thing and i think that is a really good way to drive interest in a location and you know drive, you know ensure that the industry and you know tourism sort of operates all year round
0: absolutely so the um so what you're striving for could really actually help the island's economy
1: well that you know it's again a concept it's a large it's a large concept these things you never know how yeah.
0: they they could develop
1: but yeah i mean ultimately there's no bounds to the things that a, a properly targeted image driving campaign can influence i mean everything from from property down to you know off-season work or the fact that the surf is good in the winter or the wind is good in the winter it just drives it can drive uh investment in all sorts of different areas that typical um, campaigns wouldn't
0: yeah so how uh how does the isle of wight compare to i don't know places along the west coast uh for surfing and water sports and stuff
1: Well, I mean the Isle of Wight in my I mean, I'm a little biased because obviously I live here and I love it down here and I've sort of grown up around here. But I think any local you would speak to that likes surfing, um, or kiting or windsurfing or anything around here, paragliding, you name it, um, so it you know, knows that it's one of the better places in in the UK for some of the some of the sports, you know um obviously we don't have any mountains so the mountain biking the mountain biking is very good but it's not like wales or something like that but the the sea environment around here for sailing or anything like that is is world class yeah
0: so, have you thought um, of how you might look to uh, really push the active island in the next year or so?
1: Well, I, it's, like I say, it's, it's a back burner project for me, um, but or it has been, but it's something, you know, especially as, as we're looking to be very m- more travel restricted um, in, the, in the near future, it's something yeah. that could really be poised to do something quite cool uh, down here, I think. And, you know, as well as the the aspects of you know business aspects from our side it would be incredibly good to then to to use it as a as a networking tool for other local businesses like yourself with the tuk-tuk or like sam with the piano cafe and and actually people that are into that active lifestyle and that that image kind of network them all together and create something quite cool
0: yeah, and I think it's really nice that um, the sort of content... I know essentially at the moment it's just an Instagram uh, page, but some of the stuff you're sharing, it really um sort of... It shows what what there is to do and what the island does offer. Yeah. And I think um, for so many people, they perhaps don't realise that actually there is so much you can do out there. And I know we're restricted at the moment with um having to sort of self-isolate and in lockdown. But I think as soon as... um things start to be returned back to normal hopefully we'll see lots of people out and about enjoying all the outdoor activities whether it's out on your bike or out on the water on the boat or going for a surf yeah um i must admit before um we went into lockdown i remember um driving along military road and i could see that they put um straw bales out uh to block compton bay car park and it was just like you know, normally this time of year, with the suns out, you'd think, "Wow, that would be heaving with surfers and walkers." Yeah, I know it's had um, a real, it's had a real, a real crackdown on on
1: everything or anyone doing everything. But that, you know, that's yeah. another another thing, another thing that the Active Island is, which is now at, at the moment, it's the more current business plan is, it's a content pool. Um So I've got you know maybe five years past of footage. Uh, photographs, media, front, revolving around the Isle of Wight in its sort of sports environment. And I've already, okay. and I've already got all of that in a, in, a, in a content pool, which is ready, available anytime, you know, without even needing to, to go out and film it.
0: Oh, that's handy then. So you've got plenty you can sort of um, be putting together to share whilst you're having to yeah, stay at home. Yeah, to share
1: and also offer that to, to businesses that, you know, require that sort of um, image.
0: So I suppose with the active island um you know if it if it eventually really took off, which you know hopefully it will do and, and got a bit of traction and some interest mm. you know you could, if you look at what visit Isle of Wight have done, you know they are sort of the main um the main sort of tourist website and pool for tourists coming to visit the island, but you know perhaps you could um uh not sort of rival them, but you're offering. You're saying, "Look, come to the island, see how active it is, see all these cool things you can do, and you might have a whole new demographic." Well, it's
1: it's yeah. also it's also a full production media service delivery, uh, a, a concept as well. So you know, we as the business side from us would be to deliver, you know, that sort of content and that sort of image to a a private brands and be you know people like. Visit Isle of Wight, for instance. You know, you could save them a lot of effort, and and pr- pr- you know, produce very very cool and core cool con- content revolving around the people that actually do it down here.
0: Okay, so it's not necessarily directly um saying come to our island, look at this. It's it's saying we can we can use our content that we create, or we can produce content, give it to island brand businesses visit olive white for example well yeah I'd exactly that, that,
1: that that's one part of it
0: yeah definitely yeah but it's 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 quite a large
1: concept in in all but yeah ultimately as well it is to promote the island as its own entity without any you know without any bias like we're not trying to sell anything really other than the images of the you know other than the image of the island
0: that's it Cool. So, um, going back to the kiting and surfing, then um, obviously you say the Isle of Wight is like a really good spot. Um, Have you ever thought about uh, perhaps running some kiting competitions here, or has that been done before?
1: Yeah. Well, there used to be white air. Used to be uh, quite a well-known. Um, around the country event down here, and it was one of the British Kite Surfing Championships. And that was what, when I was a kid growing up competing. Um, I used to compete in that every year, and that was that was for three three or four years. And yeah. So it has been done, but like all events on the island, they tend to after a few, you know after a time they get stretched by council pressures or uh, you know impracticalities of travel, and yeah, it it faded out unfortunately. But I think. We're coming back definitely to a time and a place where the islands could benefit definitely from a good sporting event.
0: Yeah, are there um, are there many sort of like uh, up and coming groms? Is it groms you call them in surfing and kiting?
1: Yeah, groms. Yeah, we've got. I've got.
0: Um, there's a young kid
1: called Sebastian who's riding. I got sponsored uh, by Duotone, one of the brands that I ride for. Um, who lives out in freshwater he 's west side there 's martha eggleton she 's a skater she 's sponsored by white link I think at the moment um, there 's a, there's a bunch of uh, little grommets coming up and uh, yeah, I think you know that it's it 's a really good thing for kids on the Isle of Wight to get into um, is all these sort of sports where there there is there's more opportunity than I think a lot of people realize
0: yeah, maybe we 'll have to um look into perhaps thinking why could 't we bring back um White air or something similar, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, it's something
1: that definitely um is de- on the list. I know, um, there's Ross Williams over in Ventnor, he's a pro windsurfer, he's just moved back from Maui to the island, um, and he's pretty keen on doing something down here for sure. He's got a cafe over in uh, Sandown.
0: Oh, cool. Um, now. I don't know if many people know, but you have done something pretty crazy, um, which was to kite around the Isle of Wight.
1: Yeah, I did that. We did that last year. That was really cool, actually.
0: It was one of what the... on earth gave you that idea?
1: Uh, we decided to do it on the day, um, which is pretty. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start, say that anyone should really ever attempt that. It's pretty stupid. But yeah, we did. We did it on the day. We saw the forecast the day before. And, um,
0: yeah, yeah, we just kind of prepped for it and and went for it. Wow. Um, did you have to sort of monitor tide times and things like that?
1: Yeah. Tide, wind. I mean, we had to make a full course plan, um, especially with the tides, tides being one of the most important things. Um, but we were, we were on kite hydrofoils. So we're going, you know, average speed was around 25, 28 knots. So we're going pretty pretty rapidly like it's a lot faster than a sailing boat we got round. we thought we were going to get around the island about four and a half hours and we got around about five and a half hours so wow
0: that's pretty good going yeah it was So, what, what is a foil uh, a foil board
1: a foil board for, for a kite well for any anything a foil board is basically a board that has a really long pole, a long fin on the bottom, and on the bottom of that fin is the, the equivalent of an aeroplane wing. So when you get to a certain speed, that aeroplane wing that's underwater lifts you out of the water. So you have, it reduces all, well not all, but most friction and drag because you you're then your whole weight is lifted out of the water onto a very, very small uh, fin.
0: Okay. And does that make it like trickier to balance as opposed to like being on a surfboard or a skimboard or something? Yeah, it's
1: much trickier to balance. It's a whole different dynamic of balance. Um, yeah, the physics are all different because you're, you're essentially, it's, imagine standing on top of a, a stick and trying to, you know, weigh out that balance down onto the ground.
0: Yeah, and you need to have a kite to use at one of those foil boards, or could you could you get on it and up to speed from like catching a wave?
1: No, yeah, you can catch waves. There's there's paddling, foiling, towing, foiling. You can you can run off a, a boat dock and jump onto them. But you, you know, it's it's you have different wings for different performance types. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, you have to do a bit of research before you get one. That's for sure. But yeah, kiting is one of the easier ways to. To learn.
0: Cool. So, so Tom, have you got any other hobbies aside from um, your sort of kiting and surfing?
1: Um, well, a bit mountain biking, but most sports really. I do a lot of skateboarding when I get the chance. Um, just generally, generally occupying my time with sports mostly, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and then yeah, the other side of that is video editing. Spend a lot of time on the computer, and a lot of time yeah. sort of making plans and and well developing concepts let's see if any of them turn out to anything but yeah that's my
0: and i suppose you're quite lucky with that because you can just take a laptop with you and edit wherever you are yeah
1: i've had to you know with with traveling and and the sort of schedule i've had to develop develop a work style that that can be done from from anywhere um yeah which yeah i guess is kind of it's a good thing i mean especially moving into these times and months ahead of us, you know, more and more people are having to work from home and figure out how to do it. But I've been lucky enough to have, you know, years of practice, but it is harder than harder than you might think.
0: Yeah. Well, Tom, it's really cool to hear that, you know, you've gone from um, a little grom at school who got into kiteboarding, becoming basically a professional athlete um, and then getting into the video and production side of things. And you're, you know, that's now your, that's your full-time job, right? Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, I have got a di- diverse thing, bunch of things that I do, but it's uh, yeah, that's what it's moving towards, definitely. It's yeah. br-
0: and that allows that allows you to sort of travel all over the world.
1: Yeah, well, it has done. Let's
0: see. I mean,
1: <laughs> has done in the past. Um, yeah, but I have to admit, although yeah, I've done a lot of traveling and and seen a lot of places, and it's been yeah, has been amazing. But the island is. It's always a lovely place to come back to
0: yeah do you see yourself living here for many years
1: uh let's see don't know
0: but yeah, yeah. i can never tell but i
1: definitely always have a place right. here i think
0: cool all right tom well um it's really good to speak to you um pretty interesting and uh i look forward to seeing you out there once this all sort of um blows over and things get back to In- normal maybe we'll go out for a ride or something. indeed
1: perfect mate i hope the podcast does well
0: oh thanks all right well. mate
1: Cheers. have a good, good one, one.